Welcome to A Touch of Clarity Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Sharland, and I am a cognitive, somatic, and intuitive healer, meaning I mix science and spirituality to help you release your trauma and live a life full of liberation. Join me for a journey of self-discovery and living for your soul. Let's dive in to today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited to introduce my beautiful guest onto the show today. Her name is Caitlin and she is a coach and mentor for exceptional entrepreneurs. Caitlin's work is focused around creating a life of success and fulfillment on your own terms. Welcome to the show, lovely. Hello, lovely. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited. Me too. I just said to Caitlin, we need to start recording now because (laughs) prior to us recording, we'd already started covering some really juicy topics and I was like, no, we need it for the podcast. So I'm really excited for today's conversation. Me too. I love that. Keep it going. Keep it coming. (laughs) Record now. (laughs) I would love to know just to kick us off, where in the world are you connecting from? I'm coming all the way from London, England today. And it's sunny, finally. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we were just talking about how England's been having a really bad summer and how Australia's been kind of transitioning into a beautiful sunny winter. And we were just, yeah, comparing the degrees and thinking that it's crazy. (laughs) Classic weather chat. Yeah, beautiful. Well, I always ask my guests at the beginning of all of my episodes, what is your current spiritual or wellness practice for yourself? I love this program because this program, this um, question, when I got it, you know, when you start just like thinking of one and another one, another one, another one. The first one which came to my mind, I kind of went through my day, non kind of negotiables within my day are some sort of movement so I'm very much uh, an embodied person so I have to whether that is stretching or yoga or pilates or a gym or some sort of movement just to get into my body that is something which really helps me kind of ground in in the day and in myself I am then a big advocate of breath work so breath work is something I discovered about four or five years ago and completely changed my life I have had some incredible experiences doing breath work and I just love it because it is so accessible you can take it anywhere with you it's free you can use it to wake you up calm you down um, get in the body shift emotion shift anything breath work is big for me so I usually do kind of like a 10 minute breath work every morning a meditation of some sort, whether that's walking meditation, whether that's a five minute, whether that's some affirmations, just some time just to center the mind. You see, as I'm going along, I'm like so many, so many more things. Um, and I do a lot of tapping. So EFT, TFT and kind of therapy, which is also something which I love to take with me. I think some of my main, my favorite spiritual and wellness practices and stuff which I can take with me anywhere which are free which are easy to use once you know how and once you've learned the ways of them and just really I'm so passionate about finding any sort of way that I can bring myself back to balance because I I can be someone who can get scattered and get confused and it's about grounding myself and bringing myself back and even just like grounding practices like walking on the grass barefoot if I can find any or just centering myself in the moment opposed to just letting myself go everywhere so yeah a lot of a lot of different things which I use I love it and they're also in alignment with what I do so I'm trained yeah. in breathwork and EFT so like as soon as you said that I was like yes because it's like yeah a huge passion of mine and especially breathwork I find like you said it's free and it's something mm-hmm. that you can tap into at any point and for myself and with clients as well they're like once they come on the other side they're like that all just happened from my breath like we weren't taking a substance or you know doing all of this stuff and I'm like yeah it's literally just you sitting there manipulating the breath like it's incredible it blows my mind every time I do it it really does my first kind of incredible experience of that because my friend a friend of mine was like you got to try breath work and I 
I knew breath work just like from yoga or slow breathing and everything, but I'd never experienced like a proper breath work session. And I, I did, I did an online one um, with a practitioner and it was about half an hour long and I haven't experienced anything like that. And that's why it got, it got me hooked. It was just like, my whole body was sweating. I was like, um, my hands were tensed up. I was just, it felt like the only way I could describe it is it felt like I had like, um, I'd been plugged into the mains and there was just like pins and needles and everything going up and down my legs. And I was just like, Jesus. Mm. And after I finished that, it was, a, it was such an intense half an hour and I got up and I've literally never felt more grounded ever. I was like, wow. Okay. That's got something to it. And mm. then that started my whole kind of exploration of breath work and all the different types and all of that but being being a breathwork practitioner is something which sounds incredible and also so so accessible to everyone which I love I love that and it's so true I think unless you've experienced breathwork you can't understand to the fullest capacity like what it is when you say stuff like that like I've had clients that have had such severe tetany which is yeah like the hands like going into crab claw and Mm it's like they honestly feel like they're paralyzed. Like I remember it was maybe my second client that I like ever worked on and she went, her whole body went like was paralyzed. And it sounds really scary to people that haven't experienced it before, but it shows that you've like really tapped into something in the body that needs to be released. And as a practitioner for like a split second, I was like, holy shit, like, what have I done to this lady? Like, what if I can't get her out of this? Like I knew with my training and like, I knew exactly what to do, but there was just like this tiny second of like, oh my God. And then I was able to obviously like guide her to like process whatever it was that she needed to let go of. And for me personally, because I do pranayama breath work just in like my Mm. daily practice, but then I do rebirthing breath work for like the real ceremonial um, Mm. like type when I want to fully like let go of whatever it is. And for me, the rebirthing, I resist it till the very end. Like I Uh. know it's so good for me, but when I am actually laying down and trying to do it, I'll either fall asleep because my body's like, nah, I don't want to like process Uh. whatever it is that we're going to bring up. Or I just get like really lazy with it. And I get like severe tetany where I'm just like, nah, this is too hard. Like I tap out, but I know like how incredible it is. So then I get so frustrated at myself because I'm like, just sit and do it. (laughs) Whereas like the pranayama, which is a little bit more gentle, I can like do every day. But it's so funny that our body literally resists the things that it knows is like good for us, but maybe a little bit hard or tricky. (laughs) That's it. It's on that edge, isn't it? It's like going, oh, this is going to take me to have some effort and I'm going to have to (laughs) commit to myself and really go for it. But I totally get that because you're like, easier to do something else it's easier to do something else and deal with all this stuff right now so yeah <laughs> and it's funny yeah. I always say to my clients like do as I say not as I do because when I'm like telling them like keep going they're like when was the last time you did it I'm like that's not the point like let's focus I'm not on talking you. about that <laughs> but no it's an incredible tool so I really love that you're into that as well big time big time just to kick us off as well I would love to know a little bit more about you and the work that you do and also your journey into this field of work yeah okay so as I sit here currently with you right now I am working as a coach and a mentor with incredible entrepreneurs and my journey takes me back probably around 12 years um whenever 20 11 was um because I initially trained as an actor and I graduated as an actor in 2011 and so I was working as a creative and working in the creative field with lots of other out-of-work actors in that space and doing a lot of kind of odd jobs a lot of um kind of hospitality work a lot of work which was kind of very sporadic and it was as and when it came along and during that time when I was working for myself in the creative world and acting and sorry there's someone shouting outside the window I'm gonna close the window oh. <laughs> yeah. they want to there get we go nice and calm <laughs> they want to be like hey sorry about that guys <laughs> um yeah so I was in the acting world and 
really loving it and really enjoying it. And what I loved about acting most was connecting with emotion that some people didn't feel they had permission to feel themselves. And as I was kind of in that world, it was bringing up a lot of different anxieties, not good enough, not this, not that, because there is such a pressure to be working the whole time. And on aside from that, in all the kind of gigs I was doing, all the hospitality work, I was also working with a lot of out-of-work actors and other, other people in the same world as me. I felt like I was the only person who was worried about when my next paycheck would get through, when I would work again, if I felt very alone, I felt very kind of, I couldn't say no to things in case something, I missed something and something never came along again. And it really felt like I was the only person feeling that in, I guess, in the world. But the fact was that I wasn't talking to anyone about that. So one, I remember one time on a shift with someone, I just opened up, I was like, talking about how I was feeling, about how I was feeling like burnt out, that I couldn't say no stuff, that I was feeling not enough, imposter syndrome, I was feeling all this stuff around trying to make it work as an actor, but also having to stay alive and pay rent and do all of this. Um, anyway, it turns out, surprise, surprise, that they were feeling exactly the same and just no one was talking about it. And then the more I started talking about just opening up honestly about the reality of working for yourself, the more people were like, yeah, I feel like that. But there was absolutely no support for this kind of crazy freelance life that we're all living and wanting to do something else, but really feeling really uncertain and settled and doubting everything in our world. Um, And from that space, I set up a platform which was dedicated to creative freelancers so it was a whole platform which initially started online and then went into in-person events but just an all-round support for the freelance life so a holistic support so it was everything from food wellness um, mindset tips confidence workout things you can do around your thing anything which in your freelance life which supported that it was there and the main value and the main theme which ran through it was just authenticity. So it was about hearing from real people who had been in that space and how they got through their challenges and really realizing that these challenges were normal and human and just fine to feel, really okay to feel and that we weren't alone in feeling that these weird emotions. And as this kind of transitioned into the physical world of events and it was just really providing a I guess a community for freelancers who didn't have it that support that networking group because a lot of the time we are working alone I mean as we were talking before we went into record just spending so much time alone as an entrepreneur as a freelancer and that is so lonely and for me coming from a, a place of acting being in groups a lot being in cast a lot being with people it was a very big shift so I really knew the importance of that so the events really unfolded in a space where we'd have incredible freelancers entrepreneurs talk about their lives and their realities and the challenges they were feeling and the fact that they weren't feeling good enough here or imposter syndrome here or that they were worried here and how they got through it not how like so it's always going to be great it's always going to be good just the reality of it and the processing of it and those events were starting to really get momentum and I, I really loved being part of them and as they were starting to go that's when first lockdown hit in 2020 and so obviously all events stopped and it was kind of this time where I was in between I hadn't really acted in in a while but I was still kind of in that world so I had acting, I had these this space and this platform, this community I built for freelancers. And it just got me to thinking, okay, well, what, what do I love about both of them? What do I love about these spaces? And it really was being with people to have permission to be all that they could be without getting in their way. So with acting, it was allowing people to feel 
and with the um it was called the authentic project it was all about just the authentic life of being a freelancer and being like it's okay to feel that so what got me to where I am today in a, in a rather long-winded way of saying it is just I had to re-find what I loved and I always wanted there was always part of me I was like I want to train as coach I want to train as coach I want to work with people but I hadn't done it and during that lockdown it gave me the space to be like Do you know what I'm going to retrain and I retrained as a transformational life coach during just after the first lockdown and now I'm working with the same people mainly focused on working with creative entrepreneurs but it's really anyone who is going against the grain and has has had the courage to say no to a nine-to-five job and because of that all these very unique things come up with the people I am working with because it's environment I've been in and I know what comes up there so that's a very long-winded way of saying where I got to where I am but it's really just about being present and holding space for people to be the best that they can be and to get out of our own way because we're all very good at getting in our way Sorry, love, I'm interrupting this episode, but with a good reason. I want to invite you to join me for a completely free two-hour event where we will do a deep dive into manifestation, unblocking your abundance, and I'll take you along a rebirthing breathwork journey to release the limitations and the blockages that are holding you back from that desire, and within this process, allow you to really call in and manifest that beautiful next level thing that you've been craving. The event expansion will be held live over on Zoom on the 11th of September at 10am. If you can't join us live, still sign up and I will send out the replay for you. Plus, within this event, you will get access to be a part of two giveaways and they are both worth $1,111 each. Plus, you will be in the know and get an exclusive discount to my newest offer as well as a range of other beautiful bonuses. So make sure you sign up now and join this beautiful event called expansion i hope to see you there let's get back to today's episode (laughs) that's such a beautiful story and thank you so much for sharing that with us and i absolutely love that it just happened so authentically for you like that sounds like i'm sure it didn't happen like this but it feels like it just kind of unfolded in front of you and you were just like yeah we're gonna go with it and i also love that it kind of happened in the COVID lockdown because we obviously know that there was so much fear and so much negativity that came from that period of time in all of our lives. But I love when people can find like the silver lining within it and be like, I'm going to actually use this downtime to make my life beautiful and to amplify my life instead of going into like victim mentality. So yeah, whenever I hear people like, like something amazing come out of their COVID experience, it just makes me so happy. Isn't it? It was such a weird time, um, but it gave people space to sit with themselves, which people wouldn't normally give themselves, and no. um, space without guilt, which mm. I think is a big thing. Like, actually, I can do this. It's allowed. Yeah, because it's almost like when we get sick, like, you know, the flu or we get really run down and then we're forced to go into bed, then we don't feel guilty for because we're like, oh, I have to rest because I'm sick. And it's like, I wish that we, like myself included, we would get to that point of, oh, I need to rest because it's beneficial for my health before we actually are forced to rest. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. That's actually something which I work with my clients a lot with is prioritizing self more prioritizing time off more and I think that's one of my biggest values is having it's a whole instead of work work life balance just more life mm-hmm. to your work life balance because we I mean as a as a society and as a entrepreneur society it's very much hustle culture hustle hustle which we can we can talk about later but it's just that mentality can be quite damaging in the fact that we never take that time and that time to rest is so important and so beautiful and so great and I think the important thing to say is just guilt-free time off just be like I deserve that yeah that's great 
I love that. And I think the guilt free mm. part is so important because I've been, it's something I'm consciously trying to do at the moment because I physically work in the center six days a week. And then my Sundays mm. are just like chocker blocked with social events or, you know, trying yeah. to see everybody in my life. So it's not really a day off because you are still doing so much. And so yeah. that's something that I am consciously like, okay, I need to actually look at, you know, even taking a whole weekend off a month or, you know, just working out. Maybe I take an afternoon off or whatever it is. But I noticed the last time that I did that, I the whole time was just feeling so guilty. And also as well, I was like out just being really present. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, this would be great for content. I should post this on my story. <laughs> I was like taking a break my mind was still in business mode because you know like that's how we're kind of conditioned to be as entrepreneurs and I think it's not a rest if your mind isn't resting as well you know maybe physically I'm laying down and watching tv but my mind is still like I need to reply to this email I need to do this thing so I think that's probably where the magic lies is it's like yes actually allocating time to rest but also resting the mind and a mantra that I'm working with at the moment is um, rest gets to make me rich because a huge block of mine for so long was that if I was resting I wasn't able Mm. to make money or you know like unless I'm fully plugged into my business I can't make money whereas now I'm like resting gets Mm -hmm. to make me rich so every time those thoughts come up I just replay that mantra and I'm like okay like I'm gonna tap out and it's so funny I say that like my guides have a really good sense of humor because every time I consciously do things like that for myself and I'm like you know using the mantras and I'm like trying to surrender I'll get like somebody just book online and like pay in full or I'll get like someone message me and it's just like such an easy client and I'm like ah, that's what like this gets to be. Like it gets to be this easy when I rest. Exactly. It's finding that ease, isn't it? And we can, we always know it when it happens. We're like, oh yeah, of course, of course that was going to happen. Of course that climb was coming. Of course that opportunity will be there. And then we forget. (laughs) And then we like push, push, push. And we're like, what are we doing? (laughs) It's way more fun, way more easy, way more enjoyable. And we just like, chill out and allow things to unfold how they're meant to (laughs) and like the quality of work for myself when I am like rested is so much better like a huge thing for me like learning how to navigate a business is it's like I open my wellness center to be a therapist and a healer but being a business owner you also have to um you know do content and do admin and do all of these things like you wear so many different hats which probably I was naive to going into opening up my own business but there's some days and I know this is like a huge indicator to me that I need to rest when I'm trying to create content and I am like I have nothing to say which is not true like I have so much to say but I would sit down on my laptop and I'm like no nothing nothing to say and then if I rest have like a weekend off or a day off that Monday I sit down and it's just pouring out of me like inspiration and creativity and I'm like girly what are you doing like the quality of work (laughs) is so much better after you've rested oh my god yes So I would love to bring into the conversation um, because Mm -hmm. I know a lot of your work is focused around helping clients to step into their power and fully owning that. So I would love to bring that in and also ask you how you commonly see people disconnecting from their power. Oh, I love this one. This is juicy, juicy, juicy. Um, Yes, it is one of the most things that I'm most passionate probably about ever and I think when I work with my beautiful clients and when the difference I see from when I start working with them to when our time together ends so I usually work with people for a period of three four months is so beautifully different in just a a deep kind of glow and belief in themselves which was not there before or was hidden before so I think it it makes sense to go back to when I see people not connected to themselves and disconnected I think some of the most common things which we're all guilty of are probably number one which comes to mind is taking taking everything too seriously taking 
life, taking work, taking everything needs to be hard in order to succeed. I must must be serious. I must always be working. It must be a, uh, and I feel that when we're in that space of everything must be hard, everything must be serious. We don't. We miss so much. There is there is no flow. There is no ease. And I believe that inherently we are all we're all joyful beings at core. We ha- we just have had a lot of conditioning, a lot of beliefs on us, a lot of like things we've caught all along the way. And we're just a bit foggy and we're just a bit, we need a bit of a dust off and we need a bit of a spring clean. And it's, it's, it's down to us to remove all those cobwebs so we can find that kind of joy within us again. Because when we're disconnected, we're kind of going, oh, I need to play this role of seriousness or I need to play this role of X, Y, Z. But actually our true nature is the joy, is the ease, like we were just speaking about then. And we take ourselves away from it because we think we should be something else other than ourselves when actually our most powerful self is when we are connected to who we authentically are, not who anyone else authentically is, who we really are. And yeah, this belief that things need to be hard and things need to be a slog and it is that hustle. It is that we've been taught that, okay, you need to work 24 million hours a day and then you'll succeed and then you'll work. And then you'll, you know, you can't, you can't sleep. You can't do that. You know, rest is for the, you know, rest for the, I can't think of the phrase now, but (laughs) those people. (laughs) Um, What is that phrase? Rest is for the, not wicked, rest is for the lazy. I was going to say the wicked, but I don't know if that's right. I don't think it's that. (laughs) Anyway, you guys know what I'm saying. We go with saying, um, yeah, and this whole idea that you can't take a break, you can't do anything, you can't switch off because if you do, it means you're, you're a failure, or if you do, it means that you're not good enough, or you won't succeed, or or everyone else is getting ahead of you. But that is such a, a fast track way to disconnect from you because we are all so inherently calm, at ease, in flow. And we just make things so hard for ourselves. So this idea of hustling to prove a point to either yourself, to society, to whoever it is, just leads us to burnout. It just leads us to being forced to take a break. It it Burnout is something which comes up a lot with the, the clients I work with simply because they are entrepreneurs and they just haven't said no. They haven't said no. They've put everyone else before them. They've done, 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 done. And that has led them to burn out because we're not remotes. We're not phones. Even phones, we need to plug in and charge. Like we're not robots. We're human beings and we need a balance. We need both. We need the the doing and the surrender. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the time also, I'm reading a lot at the moment about just masculine and feminine energy, but a lot of the time women as well are very much living in their masculine energy so much of the time. And, and when I say that, I mean, inherently, we all have a masculine and a feminine in us, no matter what we are. And the feminine energy is just more of a flow and a surrender and an ease. And a masculine is more of a get things done and do, do, do. And we need both of them to make things work. But we are so, been so programmed to be in the masculine all the time. So we get drained as women. And in order for things to progress and balance, we need both. It needs to be a dance. There needs to be both there. So I feel like the the modern world and the days also when I feel so drained and really disconnected from myself are the days when I have just been doing the to-do list, ticking off, been on the computer, writing emails, that kind of regimented thing, which is essential. But also when we don't have that, flow and connection we get burnt out and we get disconnected from our core so those are a couple of ways I really see it but it's really about the just tuning back into who we really are Mm -hmm. and stop trying to be things that we think other people are that's incredible there's so much that I want to like come back with 
that. No, I love that you brought all of that into the conversation because we could, yeah, like talk (laughs) of it. But I think it's so interesting. I heard once a quote, which always sticks with me and it's like, we're human beings, not human doings. And I was like, I love that. That's so powerful just to really showcase. It's true. Like we have been so conditioned in society that we're not going to be successful, that we're lazy if we're not on the go all the time. And I also think if we do touch onto like female entrepreneurs, I think I I definitely know for myself when I first opened the business, like as I mentioned to you before we started recording, I was 23. It was peak COVID. People looked at me like I was crazy, that I was so young. I had zero business experience. I had zero money, no clients to my name, and I signed a lease for 12 months in a physical wellness center. And everyone that I told was like, what are you doing? And I had so many people, even some very close people to me, which it came from love and it also came from their limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. But I had certain people like say to me, what are you doing? Like, you're going to ruin your life. Like, you know, all of these like comments. And so for the first, I would say probably like 18 months to two years of my business, I was proving them wrong. And my whole structure to how I ran the business was about like, it was great because it was the rocket up my bum that I needed to like (laughs) make the business a success. But it also made me more in the masculine where I was like hustling until burnout, where I was just go, go, go all the time. And almost as well a bit stubborn I would say like I felt only recently I've hired a creative assistant she's only been on board Mm. for maybe a month and she's beautiful and what she has done for me in that month has been priceless but for so long I was stuck in this narrative that if I hired or outsourced then it wasn't me that was successful. It was somebody else that made the business successful. And so I was like, I can't do that because then other people will think that I'm only successful because I'm outsourcing. And now, like now that I've dropped the ego and probably tapped more into my feminine, I'm like, you're smart as a business owner and that you can look at your flaws or the things that you don't enjoy doing and you can outsource somebody who that's their zone of genius. Like they can bring that into the business And something that I'm trying to get balanced on at the moment is my masculine and feminine. Because I run an energy-based business, I was like, I'm in my feminine all the time because I'm feeling energy and I'm doing all of this. And then I realized that doesn't mean you're in your feminine just because you're like touching, you know, into people's energy or holding space for people's emotions. Mm -hmm. So I'm really trying to get to this place that like the masculine structure of my business gets to be so firm. It's like the riverbed, you know, that's like holding my business Mm. together. But then there's like all of this beautiful water that's flowing in that's going to allow me to have, you know, like now I write a to-do list or I call it like a manifestation list because I'm like to-do is even too masculine for me now. I'm like, I want to manifest, like co-create with the universe, even my like little mundane things of like replying to an email. And then what I do is I have that list and then I just like intuitively choose what bits I want to do throughout the day or whether I can like move things around. And for me, creating that more conscious balance, Mm -hmm. that's been a game changer for my energy and my health as well. Like I was getting sick so much at the start of this year, but now I feel like because I am consciously like consciously showing up in my business in all honesty like it's so much better I've got more energy my sessions are better you know the revenue is better like it just has a knock-on effect to like everything in business I think yeah 100% it's so funny like literally everything around us just makes things harder and it's almost like it's such a it's an unlearning we need to go through and it's a it's a de-shelling because we all know it, like we're all born pure and we're not like all this stuff. I have to be something, I have to be something else. It's there. We have the answers there when we just allow it to come through. And it's so funny what you're saying about just when you're outsourcing and that belief that if you do, it means that I'm not succeeding. It's someone else making the business go forward. Actually, when, when we, what you were saying, just to go off it, when we create that space, it goes, okay so now I have this energy which I was going to put into doing that task which I don't actually need to do I can bring that energy into 
manifesting into building into strategizing into working with my clients one-on-one so then the business grows even bigger and it's it's that kind of shift being like outsourcing ain't gonna make things smaller ain't gonna make like this me not know that it's my business it's gonna make me be able to do the stuff I love so that I can grow the business it's interesting yesterday I I did a post on like just in working in your business and on your business and I think there's such a a tendency for people to work in their business constantly and then get burnt out and resentful and things don't move forward and when we have the time to step back and actually look at things from above and go okay so what needs to be done here what do I need what does the business need what do we need together then things can move forward so I love that 100%. It's so interesting that you brought in like the piece around resentment because for a while I was definitely feeling which like I hate to say but like resentment towards my clients or I would feel resentment to certain people outside of the business that would come to me like for example my partner like if my partner would talk to me about his day I would be like I can't hold space for you right now because I was like absolutely empty so he'd come to me just about like a trivial thing in his day and I'd be like you know, in my mind, obviously, like, I wouldn't say this to him, but in my mind, I was thinking like, oh my God, I've been listening to people all day. And I've been like dealing with people that have actual issues. Like you forgetting your lunch isn't actually an issue, you know, like, and it's, I was starting to catch myself be like, oh my God, you can't even hold space for him. Like venting a very human thing to you, like what's going on. And then I realized it was at the time my prices were too low. I was absolutely happy like having to see so many people just to make like ends meet because I wasn't valuing myself or my time or my services and so I was like had to really take like a hard look at the business and Mm. be like what is this feeling because you know I love my clients and if I didn't have bills to pay like I would love to offer this for free like for me it's not about the money or like the achievements or anything it's about purely making people feel better because I don't want to ever allow or you know I guess how I've been in the past I don't ever want people to feel how I've felt so like for me that's like motivation Mm -hmm. enough to help people but you get to a space when you are just absolutely maxed out with your like workload again like the finances like there's so many aspects to it and yet I hated being in that place because I was starting to not want to be an entrepreneur and like I was like what's Mm. the point like I'm you know working so hard and working more hours than the nine to five like you have your human moments where you're like if I just had an office job I would just go there and get it done and go home and switch off whereas that doesn't happen when you run a business it's on your mind all the time so and I think like I was speaking to you before like you still have days like that like I had a day like that last week where I was just like this is hard but it's about coming back to why is it feeling hard at the moment? You know, what is this disconnect? And yeah, I think it's so interesting. Like he said, when you can zoom out and actually look at your business subjectively, like I think when you run a business that you love so much, it can be really hard to separate the emotions from it. Whereas, you know, like if my friend who runs her own business as well comes to me, I'm like, take a breath it's okay like and I can give all this advice <laughs> when it's me and I'm in it like you said it just before like you feel like no one else feels how you feel but you talk to any entrepreneur and they will have days exactly like you are having but when you're in something you feel so alone oh my god I'm just laughing so much here because it is so so many days I'm like maybe it's just get a normal job do you know what just let's just do it and like I want to go and then within like 10 seconds I'm like no that would kill my soul I can't do that <laughs> it's some people it's perfect for for me it is not and when, I always think as well I reckon so many entrepreneurs and also so many of the people I work with as well like a lot of creatives would like completely boss like a corporate job they'd be amazing you do so many different things so many different hats you'll you have to know to be confident enough to talk to people to do all this stuff and I always think really good at that but I wouldn't I would slightly die inside a bit (laughs) but just to just to go on the resentment as well like it's so funny because probably the number one thing that I see with people I work with is first of all the resentment of 
where they've they've got to in their life, but it is the belief that um, they can't put themselves first. And this whole belief around that putting yourself first is selfish and I can't prioritize myself because it'll mean that I don't care about work. I don't care about friends, don't care about anything. And that is one of the things we completely demolish. I feel that we have been taught that in such a warped way and we end up feeling resentment because (laughs) it's so funny because we end up resenting something that we have chosen to do because we have thought we should do it. Mm. And when we start shooting all over ourselves and doing things because society thinks, people think, fathers, brothers, whatever, think we should do, then we get out of balance with who we are, then we get burnt out, then we get resentful. But actually, what we all really want is to put ourselves first. Like, I'm not sure if you know the work of Esther Hicks or Abraham Hicks or anything, Um, but there's one amazing uh, talk she talks about, and they talk about being selfish, and see if I can do this justice, but basically she's saying... By saying someone else is selfish, you're essentially saying you're selfish because you're putting yourself first, but you should be putting me first. Mm. Isn't that in itself selfish? So basically by saying anyone selfish, you're saying you should put me before you. That's ridiculous. And I was just like, that is such a, that is so true. Mm. In it just really just, I don't know, made everything make so much more sense to me. Because by, I think being selfish is one of the best things we can do for ourselves Mm. ever. And it's not being rude to other people. It's not being condescending. It's not ignoring other people. We are, if we don't exist, nothing exists. Mm. If we're not good, nothing happens. Like if we're not healthy, we can't go to work. If we're not feeling good with ourselves, we can't connect with other people. It is so important to spend time putting ourselves first what do we need it's the whole thing of put your gas mask on before you put someone Mm. else's on can't pour from an empty cup set aside time guilt-free time for you because every single one of us deserves that time just to be and refuel and reconnect so then we can really connect to the people around us better do better in our work, do better in our lives, feel happier. So yeah, it's just that when we are putting ourselves first, when we are allowing ourselves to be selfish, resentment doesn't happen because Mm -hmm. we are doing exactly what we want to be doing and exactly what we need to be doing. We're not doing what we think we should be doing and burning out. Mm, I think that's Mm. such a beautiful point that you shared. And I don't know, like this is definitely a generalization, but I think that women have a harder time when it comes to being more selfish because I was, Mm -hmm. and it's probably to do with like people pleasing as well. Like I think we have a more tendency to do that compared to like men. But I was again having a conversation with my partner. I can't even think of what it was, but it was something so simple. And I was feeling so stressed about, I think it was like speaking up or setting a boundary or putting myself first. And he was like, just do it. And I was like, (laughs) but I can't like this reason and this reason, and they'll get upset and they'll do this. And he's like, but you don't want to do it. And I was like, well, yeah. And he made it sound so simple. He's like, just tell them. And I had all of these stories around why I couldn't. And he, and and I said, so if it was the other way around, he's like, I would just tell them. And I said, how would you feel? I said, I would feel sick afterwards. And he goes, I'd feel nothing. And I was like, how, how can you get to this place where you just like, you know, yeah, put yourself first completely. And I think the word selfish has such a negative connotation around it. Mm. Like, and I think again, as women, like we're conditioned to put everybody before ourselves. And it's about, again, unlearning those things that we've Mm. been taught through society or conditioning or whatever it is. And yeah, I think 
when you can master that again, guilt-free, like doing it, but actually doing it without this like gnawing feeling afterwards, I think you'll elevate so, so much in your life, mm-hmm. which is just incredible. And I know you mentioned before, you touched on briefly about like work-life balance and bringing more life rather than mm-hmm. work. And I would love to bring that back into the conversation because I think that's so important. And what does that mm-hmm. actually mean for you? For me, it means more time in the flow of life, more time doing the things that light me up, the little, the joyous moments. So really the time when life feels not go, 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 go. It's almost like the moments between for me. It's I don't live to work or work to live. It's just they coexist very nicely and I feel that we're here to experience life and work is part of life life is not part of work Mm -hmm. I think and for me bringing more life in it is me and my partner actually have uh once a month we have something called freelance fun day where it's just a a random mid-week day which we both book off work and we just do whatever so that could be like if it's raining let's just have a movie day on a Wednesday or we go to museums or we go out of London or just something which shifts a routine I think because it's very easy to fall into a trap of Monday Friday Monday Friday whatever it is break it up shift it up realize that because when you do that you go oh this is fun you find that kind of zest for life again and I know that sometimes if I'm really head down working or going through the routines or whatever I, I'm like oh I feel quite I don't know lost from myself and then I only realize that I have been lost when I connect back to the things that bring me joy so I love dancing I love I love music I love nature I love human beings getting silly whatever it is just really connecting with why we're all here essentially and I also believe that well the more we live life fully the more juice we have to bring to our work whatever we do more energy because we're more recharged or if we're doing something with what we're doing working with people individually there's more of you to give there's more of you to be aware of what's coming up with someone else so it's to me probably probably one of the number one homeworks I give the people I work with it's just go have fun (laughs) do that I'm allowed yeah I'm allowed to do that huh no (laughs) oh I love that and I really love again all that you share it's like free things like you said like dancing and you know like it's not as if you're like go and spend like x amount of money on something like it's such wholesome things that you're like that bring you joy that are lighting you up which I think is so beautiful and I hear so much in my work where people are like just hanging on for the weekend so like I'll say to them, like, what's your week like? Then I can't just work and just this. And, and they get so bogged down with that. And then the second that it's the weekend, they'll usually spend it partying it up because to them that's like fun and, you know, helps them unwind from the week. And I used to be like that. Like I used to work a corporate job straight out of uni and literally like get me to Friday night and I'd be drinking Friday and Saturday and then Sunday was just like a write-off day and then you do it all again. So like no judgment, I've been there. But now on reflection, I don't wake up on a Monday morning and go, oh, I don't want to go to work. Like, I don't want to do this. I literally spring out of bed and I'm like, I get to see the coolest people today. Like I get to help people and like live, you know, my passion. And for me, it's like, it almost blends in the week, like blends together because I'm not like, oh, today's Monday and like, you know, today's Sunday and this and that because I just like love every single day. Obviously, like I'm not trying to be, you know, bypass, like things happen where like you don't love your day. But like overall, I'm no longer like hanging on for the weekends. I'm like, I love the weekdays probably more than the weekend if I'm being (laughs) honest, which I never would have thought that I would have said before. Oh my God, I love that. That hearing that gives me goosebumps because- Because you're living in alignment with you. And mm-hmm. I think when when you are working for yourself, doing something you really love, you're doing it for you. You're not doing it for anyone else. Mm-hmm. And that is putting yourself first. That is allowing yourself, allowing yourself to be 
joyful, allowing yourself to enjoy what you do. Because a lot of the corporate jobs, it's yes, but you're working for someone else and mm-hmm. you're working for something else, which is, isn't is a lot of the time in alignment with who you really are. Mm. And I think it's interesting, like whenever you've been saying like joyful and silly and fun, like there's this part of me that's like, ooh towards that like even though I completely Mm. agree with what you're saying like it's really interesting like what my body's response is to that and I think like as you were talking before I was like what is that like why am I getting this like feeling and I think it's Mm. because for me like that's immature like when I was growing up you know like be mature like you know we're out in public like behave you know Mm. those sorts of like things I think like it's really interesting that's highlighted that for me but I think there's like Mm. this part where I can't really fully step into that because I want to be mature and I want to be taken seriously and whatever the story is. But it's like, no, like we are like our truest frequency is joy and love and playfulness. But again, through society and conditioning and maybe our experiences of trauma, whatever it is, we've been yeah taught to disconnect mm. from that part of us and just be serious like you've said in the beginning of yeah. the episode and yeah it's so interesting when you actually have conversations like this and you break things down and it's like it is so simple and like you shared at the beginning like we mm. get in our own way it's not really anything yeah. external like it's our own beliefs and our actions that are creating yeah. these roadblocks yeah so I thank you for sharing that you you had that response to it because that is such a a normal response to it, and it's funny because I was I was thinking about something to write yesterday, and I was really thinking about kind of things I wish I hadn't done when I started coaching and all all this stuff. And one of the big ones was kind of be too rigid and feel like I had to do things really by the book. And not saying that I'm going crazy, but it's just a case of that joyful and that play is going to look different for everyone. For me, when you said that, it, it the best way to describe it, it is just being true to you and the freedom to be true to you. And joyfulness on some person might look entirely different to someone else. And that's something which I did when I first started working with people was, okay, I've got to do it like this because I'm, I'm in a space where I'm holding people's emotions and big stuff which is coming up and okay I must be here I'm listening like really intently and because I was so focused on that I was missing so much I was missing so much of what was with me right in front that human being who was processing or shifting stuff missing I was missing so much and when I gave myself permission to like relax into the being human I think that's a big Mm -hmm. thing, being a human being. You're not a robot. You're not anything. It's I want to be with an equal and I'm with my clients and I'm holding space and I'm challenging where we're needed and I'm strategizing and I'm really being present so they are seen and heard and unjudged. Mm -hmm. That can only come from a space where I am seeing and hearing and not judging myself. Mm-hmm. And from a space where it is open and I know personally that I feel a lot more comfortable with someone who can laugh at themselves or if stumbles over their words, that's fine. It's You feel comfortable with another human being, mm-hmm. not with kind of like, hi, yes, yeah, so tell me about your life and <laughs> everything's good. And you're like, what's going on with you? You're right. <laughs> and I think that's it I think it's just allowing that connection to self without judgment and you don't need to be a certain way to do a certain thing I think that's what I'm saying oh I love that I feel like you had to like a mic drop moment then like I just sat there like (laughs) like that was amazing and it's so true like I spoke to you before recording like I come from a psychology and like traditional therapy background and we're heavily taught like Mm -hmm. you cannot share your personal opinions you cannot share your personal experience you have to be a professional and that was drilled into me for three years of uni like that's what I thought being a practitioner was and I ran with that for the first little bit of opening my business and it's so interesting like hearing you say that I'm like more recently me and my clients can be crying one minute together and then laughing the next minute 
and then like feeling all this joy and feeling all of this stuff. And it's so much more beautiful to experience it together. And more recently, I posted a uh, reel on Instagram which was like a really vulnerable reel for me to share. Like I've never shared anything like this before, but it was like I was at a pottery class and like all happy and whatever. And I put that in the clip and then there was like a clip where I was like breaking down. I actually was filming a yoga um, flow because I'm doing my yoga teacher training at the moment. And I was just doing a flow and I did like this hip opening and I just like burst into tears. So I didn't plan to film it at all. And I decided to make this reel. And that was my most engaged piece of content ever. And I had so many messages from people being like, wow, it's so nice to see like what your behind the scenes process is and to actually see that you ugly cry like I ugly cry and you know that you're not this like put together person and one of my clients who I've worked with for two years messaged me and she's like, I honestly see you as like this person that's like got her shit together and like never has an off day and like all of these things and I was like my god like is that the like version of me that I've been portraying because that's not true like I have a breakdown like every second day like I call my mom like all the time about my problems like I am a forever student like I don't have my stuff together like just as much as Joe down the road like you know and it's so interesting the I guess, a version of you that people create in their mind. And it's been a huge learning piece for me that, okay, maybe I need to start showing that side of myself a little bit more because that's the real version. But again, I was taught that in order to have a successful business, you couldn't show that more vulnerable side of you because that made you less of a professional. Whereas I think Mm. that showing that side of you actually is like a testament to your work. Like this is how I navigate these big feelings and these are the tools that I actually use and how I can support myself. Like you can do it too. So yeah, it's so interesting actually coming through your business as a human being instead of this, yeah, rigid professional that no one can really connect or relate to. That's it. Yeah, that's it. And it's like, it doesn't take away from how, good you are at your job and how Mm. professional and how you can do it it's it's redefining what professional is it's naturally you're going to be I know with with the people I work with it's it's not about me in that time and it's a space for them so I I don't my stories my life doesn't come out but I come out Mm. who I am comes out I'm not just I'm not talking about myself I'm not talking about I'm not guiding, I'm not leading, I'm not letting my opinions in, but I'm letting myself into the space. Mm. And I think that's a space which is a, I know with, when I've worked with coaches and people um, for myself, that's what makes me feel comfortable. Mm. That's what allows me to open up more and therefore process more and therefore release more. And other than that, I just sit there going, okay, this doesn't feel comfortable with me because you're not being fully yourself so I'm not allowed to be fully myself it's that it's that whole thing is as soon as you allow your light to shine you give permission for other people to shine theirs Mm. so I think that's the biggest the biggest gift we can give anyone is to stay connected to ourselves stay real to ourselves so then other people can see that it's okay to be themselves oh I love that that's incredible and I have so many other questions and other topics that I wanted us to cover but I think that that is perfect and a really beautiful way to end the show thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom and I could literally I feel like we're just having like a conversation (laughs) like a cup of tea and a chat like it's been absolutely beautiful and I'm so grateful for you giving up some of your morning and for the people listening who can completely relate to what you're saying and what you're sharing what is the best way that they can currently work with you and where can they find you? So the, probably the easiest way to find me is I'm most active on Instagram. So it's at Caitlin underscore silver. So it's, you'll have the spelling here, C-A-I-T-L-Y-N. And currently working, I'm focusing on working with people really on a one-to-one basis at the moment. So I have a signature four-month coaching and mentorship program, which is the most direct and impactful way to work with me currently. So if all of what's kind of come up today resonates to you or hits a chord in you find me on Instagram drop me a message and we can chat about 
what's possible for you if you finally start setting aside all your shoulds and to reconnect with what you really want with your life so that's probably the best way how beautiful that's amazing and I'll pop all of the details in the show notes but thank you so much for being here I've absolutely Uh adored this conversation hey thank you so much for having me it's been beautiful Thank you so much for joining me for today's episode. I hope that you loved it as much as I loved creating it. For more info on me, head to my website or join me on my Instagram or YouTube channel. All of the links are in my bio. And it would mean so much to me if you would subscribe, leave a review or rating or send this episode to somebody that you think would enjoy it. I can't wait to connect again in the next episode.